the Swoosh Life Podcast. Season 2. Yo, 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 everybody. Swoosh Life Podcast is back. What's up, everybody? Episode 35 coming at you. Episode 20. This is our Mike Richter episode. Stanley Cup playoffs just happened. I think I called Avs in six. Go back, check the tapes two weeks ago, and we're back. So, Mike Richter, 35. Kevin Durant, maybe two, but we're going to go with the Stanley Cup. We're back. We apologize. Some of our faithful listeners just disappearing on you last week. Life sometimes just gets in the way, and that's all it was. Um, and so we appreciate you guys sticking with us, hanging with us in the summer. You just might not get as many episodes. We're out there. We're golfing. We're having fun for the July next weekend, but we will be back 36 for British. Cause that's two weeks away, boys, two weeks away, the British open. So how are we doing out there guys? How, how's it been? It's been a couple weeks. How have you guys been? Do you ever, do you ever wonder if you're playing good golf, right? So like for those of us that have a golf season, like we don't get to play year round, like some of you Texans and Floridians and Southern Californians, Arizonans, is, is it Arizonan or Arizonians? Either way, uh, sometimes look, Hey, we need a warming up period, uh, here in the colder places. And I don't know if I'm playing really good and this is my peak right now, or if there's still, cause obviously and as good as you're playing, there's always like room to improve. So do I want to get crazy and start working on some stuff and lose other stuff or just ride it out? Just don't think about, I just gotta, I gotta stop overthinking, but uh, Gumby, you've played like 12 times in the last yeah. 14 days, something like that. In the last 16. And then like, if I extend it more, I'm playing, you know, league Wednesday and Thursday and again, Saturday, and then maybe again, like it's I'm in that stretch. I, if you guys haven't noticed, my posts have harkened back to the good old days of Nike golf. I, I'm, I think I told you, I'm just straight ripping their their uh, captions from like six years ago on my Don't Sleep on Summer posts. They're too good not to. In the midsummer, you become a machine. Yeah, I'm a machine right now, boys. Like, I did something that I've never done in my career of golf uh, yesterday, Sunday. We're recording on a Monday. Sunday, little match. We play at the club, and I opened with a birdie. First hole, birdie. First hole, skin. By the way, too, got in the skins game at the club. Sixty-five bucks. Okay. So, but then played okay. Played okay. Turned it on on the back nine. I went under par for the first time ever for nine. Like all the times I've played, eighteen, nine, whatever. I've never broken par. For, definitely for a full 18, never broken par for nine. So to go one under yesterday, I knew it too, going to 18. Like in the back of my head, I knew it. But I was like, no, don't count the score. Don't count the score. Let's just go and play. And I, I of course, pulled my approach. Um, and, but I was still on like the fringe. Took a little nine iron bump out. Little bump and run with the nine iron to a foot. Give me the putt. Let's go. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was it was awesome. Also, birdie on 16 held up as a skin. So $130 coming to your boy in the skins game. Pretty Break good. The I, it, it was Break good. The tab. Felt felt great. Uh, we were five down in our match. It's a season long match, so it doesn't matter if you lose one. But we were five down five. We've, we're already one down total. Um, so we're five down, almost six down, like total six down. And uh, we fought back to be only lose the match one down. And that was on 14. We were five down. So you can see how our back nine, like I turned it on. I shoved a 12 foot birdie putt in someone's face on 17. Cause he had tapped in from like par three. He stuck it to six inches and tapped in. And then I just like canceled his skin out and just, Boom, like it was great. It was great. I, I'm feeling good, feeling great about stuff. But what I mean, my, my weekend round is nothing compared to Keith's weekend round. Sir, how you been? And what have you been up to? Because you've been you've actually been all over the place. You have more updates from everything. I mean, it's been two weeks. We haven't seen you since 
before the U.S. Open. So hit us with what's been going on in Keith's world. What's up, guys? It's been it's been way too long. I missed you guys a little bit. I missed everybody out there. We're getting yelled at by fans, <laughs> wondering where we are, if we're still alive. We are still here. We are still alive. We've been very busy golfing, looking at all the new Nike stuff coming out, hoping there's more stuff coming out soon. Lobster, lobster, hopefully some polos. Um, I've been very busy on my little golf tour that I've been running. And it all started when I played with Gumby and Gumby got me going because he's playing 12 days out of, or 12 out of the next 16 days. And I'm like, holy crap, what's going on? So I was, uh, I think it was a Tuesday or Wednesday night and we didn't, it was a Tuesday, Wednesday night after we recorded the U.S. Open and episode and I get an email from the Nike rep out here in Boston and she's like, hey, I got three tickets for you for Thursday's round. And I'm like, uh, okay, let's do this. And I have like a couple hours to let the wife know like, hey, let's do this. Let's go. What an awesome experience. We went Thursday, got the three tickets transferred over to us, got there around like 12, no, what time was it? Two o'clock in the afternoon out in Brookline, smooth sailing, no traffic. They had a really nice setup. You can't park anywhere close to the course or anything like that. It's, it's in the middle of the neighborhood and they, and of course, all the college campuses are around. So you're parking in all different campus uh, campuses and being shuttled over. We brought the baby, which was awesome. I keep calling her a baby, but she's two and a half years old now. Like, Seriously, with another one? Well, well uh, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> I might need to edit that one out. Uh, newsflash, swoosh newsflash. Baby girl number two is coming in December. So that's going to be fun. And please send help. Two girls. <laughs> Please send help. Oh, no, that was a good one, Gumpy. Thanks for breaking that. Cause yeah, no, we're very excited. We were going to break the news. Or just, we've, been, we've been so much caught up in our golf lives lately. So we're, no, we're all trying to get it in. Because my baby girl will have another baby girl to hang out with, you know. So Perfect. they're going to grow up and be on the LPGA tour together, best friends. Go to the same college, and then we're good. Exactly. Exactly. No, Brook, I'll, I'll speed it up a little bit, but Brookline was awesome Thursday. The course is absolutely beautiful. No issues getting in, nothing like that. Brought the baby, brought the stroller with us. Um, we made it about two and a half hours, three hours, which was great. And we walked the back nine only. So we didn't get to see the whole course, but that it is just unbelievable. And you can see the other holes. There's 27 holes there. So you could kind of see where they kind of like redesigned some of the holes for the US Open um, for Brookline, which is pretty cool. Um, what a setup, like everything is, I haven't been to a major since Oak Hill in Rochester in 04, and I, Tiger was there of course, and that was my last major, or my first and only major I've ever, ever been to. So this was like what they do and what kind of production they put on to set this thing up within a, within a town five minutes outside of Boston is just unreal. You know, everything top notch, food everywhere, bathrooms everywhere. You know, um, we did get passes for the trophy room, which was like your own food and bathroom area, which is very nice. She left those for us, which was very nice. Um, the rep. Um, but all in all, A plus setup. Course is beautiful. Got to see all our Nike boys come right through. Um, right at the entrance, it was the entrance to the 14th hole. It was like perfect timing. There's Kepka. And Scotty walking with each other. I'm like, oh, what a perfect time. Awesome. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, Scotty for sure. Scotty. Yeah, right? Scotty for sure. <laughs> Who's oh, that other guy? That's a little that's a Oh, we're going to touch on that. We got oh, the questions rolling in. I know. Yeah, but it just, it continued after that. And it, it continued after that to, you know, having that great U.S. Open experience. And then, you know, come this past Friday, a couple of days ago, since we're recording right now on a Monday night, I was able to get a tea time for Beth Page Black. Yeah, that's and awesome. that was awesome. My my cousin that lives in New York, gonna be the my same cousin that we played with yep. um, at your course. 
he got on there, he got 11 or 11.40 tee time, and it was all, all go. It was just, it was awesome. It was a day trip, well worth it. Um, I was actually, it was actually nice. I could, it was him and his buddy that went down and played Trump Thursday night, which was pretty cool. Two o'clock tea time, which was really cool. And then he got the tea time for Beth page on Friday. And, uh, I was lucky enough to bring one of my boys up here and it was the two of us that rode down, took the ferry over to long Island. Yeah. Got the Beth page and it was just what you think it is. It's just absolutely beautiful. First you team. said that you played pretty well. What did I want to know what you shot there? I did pretty, uh, play pretty well. Um, I shot an 80. Damn. And wow. We played four or five from all the way back holes, the blue tees from all the way back. Um, the first couple holes we did. One's not too bad. It's like a 390 hole. You just go out and I smoked it down the middle of the <laughs> I awesome. smoked it on one and on 18 there's a video of you guys yeah, seen 18, was, 18 was a bomb a bomb I was just like what is going on and we got it on camera so that was even better had yeah. the adrenaline going well I ended up with an 80 and I shot nine bogeys and all the rest parts wow wow and one three putt was one of those bogeys everything else was I did have a couple of nice birdie putts. I missed a couple birdie putts that didn't drop, but I also missed some good 10 inside, 10 feet and inside putts to save pars that usually I, I, I know I talk my, about my putting, but it's it was not that bad. It's, it's not, not that, that bad, bad, but it's just, the funny thing is Beth page greens are not as they don't break as much as you think they're, they're a little straighter putts. They're a little flatter until you get to the back nine and they start roller coastering a little bit. But um, I think it's more my alignment when it comes to putting these days. I really do. Bringing that up, just like my feet aren't lined up the right way towards where I want to start the putt or if it's a straight putt kind of thing. But all in all, boys, I know I've rambled on too much more. It's probably a new record for me for the podcast. I'm talking about this, this is the most. And then he got more because then you went to the Travelers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do we need to take a break already? No, you're good. Keep going. Oh. Um, I got the 80. It was great. I bogeyed 18, though, which was the Debbie Downer a little oh, bit. Yeah. And I was pissed. I oh, was man. mad. I was the hole was 400, four, I think it was like 405. I had 77 yards in on 18 at Beth Page. I hit a bomb, like I said. I smoked it. I had 77 yards in. I mishit my wedge. It's an uphill shot to the green, and I'm stuck in the rough in front of the green. I didn't even get it on the green. Ugh. I put it in with 10, within 10 feet. I'm like, I'm like, this is, I'm due, I'm due, and I missed it. Like, speed was not off or anything. I wasn't blowing putts by. I was putting, it was great. It was just, they didn't fall. But all in all, after, just had, we went to the bar after for a couple of drinks and just looking out on 18, it's just, it was. It's going to haunt you. Oh, if you want top-notch conditions 24-7, you know, it's tough to get on there. I think it's a little bit more easier now to get on there and, you can go there and wait every any morning still, and there's tea times available for you. They kind of save a couple tea times every hour for walk-ups. Nice. Um, and of course, there's always going to be a single or a double, you know, grouping that's not there, but you can get on. Um, yeah. It's better if you have a New York license. You know, you, I get. I think you can log in earlier and stuff. You get it seven days in advance, and outer towners get five days in advance. I, I could be misspoken, but. Um, I'm ready to go back. I would love to go back there and play, uh, again. I played it once before I shot the first time I ever played, I shot an 84. So my goal was just to beat 84 and that was it. And I did, and I just couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Um, nine bogeys. That was it. All the rest parts. So how would you, one. how would you rank your three experiences going to the travelers, going to the major? playing Beth Page Black, those three things. How, how are you going to rank them? And then we're going to get into our three topics for tonight because i got a good way to frame it. 
I'll go Beth Page because I actually played. Anytime you play, you, that's number one. I'm going to go U.S. Open because it was more of the experience of bringing my daughter for the first time. That's awesome. Um, that was awesome. Uh, I did bring her to Travelers, too. Um, but Travelers, it kind of hurts a little bit because I've always worked that since I moved out here to Connecticut. So it was kind of, it kind of hurt a little bit. And yeah. I'm going to say this right now. I walked right past the merch tent. I didn't even go in. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It hurt. It hurt. I don't blame it, you. They had a good setup. We saw pictures. Yeah. They have a good the setup. same old the TPC setup with the with the Nike front and center, which is which is good because all because they still Nike Golf still has the contract with all the TPC courses of being the, the front and center. That's good for their merch, which is really good. Yeah. So it hurt, but what a week of golf of playing golf and seeing the pros and seeing the guys. I got to see all the guys twice, Tommy, Tony, like Rory twice. Like yeah. it was, un- it was unreal. It just, yeah. It must've been nice for them to have the majors so close. And I, I gotta say the country club looked awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I know I was kind of like, uh, like I didn't know what to expect and watching it on TV. Those greens looked awesome. So Gumby, I'm going to kick it to you. We have three topics revolving around three Nike players, which Everybody has questions related to these three topics. So we asked for your questions. So I'm going to throw them in these buckets. So I'm going to let you start off. Do we start off with Tony, Tiger, or Brooks? Uh, let's go with Brooks to start. We'll finish that one up and we'll go to break. And then we'll finish with Tony and Tiger. So we got like to finish on, a, on our positive note. Because I feel like Brooks might be a, a slightly negative note. I don't know yeah. It might be slightly negative. I think you might find that my thoughts have started to change just a little bit on all of this. Uh, but Nick I think Spears... I know why. I think I know why they're changing too. Because okay. I have, I have, I have slight thoughts on it too. Oh, I love this. So we're gonna let you kick it off. But uh, Nick Spears actually kicks off the round of questionings. Look at that. You're making us lead off. Welcome with back. Nick. Welcome back. So now that Nick Spears is asking, so now that the swoosh is losing some names to live, would you dump them? Oh, I'll go, Gumby. Yeah, you go. Yeah, I'll go. I'm on. I'm on a roll. I'm on. Just talk for twenty minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Just keep going. The more and more I hear people talking about everything with him leaving and stuff, it's like, are things making sense? Why these guys are leaving? Are they not making sense? To answer your question, Matt, or you know, or Nick's is. Do we dump him? No, because he's still going to be there in the majors. He's for how he's long? Like our, he's like our rock'em sock'em guy right now. As Matt holds up a bottle of whiskey that I, <laughs> I want to take a sip out of. <laughs> um, I say keep him. We don't dump him. He is a face of Nike. His comments, I didn't. I'm not hundred percent sure, but did he recently come out with more comments about the LIV? No, the last was driving in the rear. View. You can't drive a car in the rear view. I was like, obviously you don't have great peripheral vision then. Cause I can do that. Okay. Uh, so I, I don't, I think we need our guys. We need our guys. Yeah. You, we, we, we can't afford them. to lose him. You can't right. afford to not have Brooks on staff. I mean, yeah. even Matt Wolf leaving, you can't have, I, I, like you're not like Taylor made is not going to lose these guys. Right. Like DJ still rocking Taylor made stuff like that. Um, Callaway's an interesting situation. They dropped Phil because of comments, but his was more about like the callous comments. Yeah. Bad stuff. This is just like joining a golf thing. And, and I just, I don't know. It, his comments at the U.S. Open make it really like weird. Obviously, what the PGA Tour is doing, like, oh, all of a sudden we have more money. Like, a little sketchy, little annoying. Like, like you're still not going to compete to like get them to play. But also, <laughs> this is the funniest thing to to me is that if I got paid millions of dollars, you know what I would do more? I would golf more. 
these guys are getting paid millions of dollars to golf less. Like it makes no sense to me. Like these people just want to like, they're getting paid hundreds of millions to just like, Oh yeah, I'm going to golf less. I don't, I want to play less events. Like what are you going to do? Like what happens? I don't think they have taken into consideration. I thought I brought this up last time. What happens if world golf rankings says no, if they say no to live, all of these players' careers are over, right? In theory. Well, here's the thing that I was thinking about. I was thinking about this, okay, is there's no way people just give money away. I'm sorry. Like, these are business people, Mm -hmm. right? Put it in simple terms, right? They want something out of it. So right now they're saying, hey, come with us, 12 events, 54 holes. Come on over. Finally, we're. I'm starting to hear some of the years that are involved, right? DJ's like four to five years of this stuff. And as far as world golf rankings, so something's going to happen, right? Like either they're going to go to 72 holes to qualify for the golf rankings because they care about their players making it into majors and competing against PGA Tour players. Or, or this is my theory, it ain't going to be 12 events for much longer. After that, they're going to be like, yo, we need to make some money. We're not making any money on YouTube. This is going to be more events. Oh, and by the way, you wanted to go play that US Open? Nah. We're doing a pay-per-view event, team versus team. We're going up against the U.S. Open. We're going to go up against the Masters. We're going to start to make some of this money back because there's no way they're going to give out this much amount of money to think that they can make it off of 12 events. Drawing in, you know, I mean, they're going to hit Chicago. They're in Portland coming up this week. They were in London. But Portland is is interesting, too, because there's backlash from the community about having a LIV event in the, in that community. You know? And this is going to be interesting to watch. I feel like this is the canary in the coal mine. Cause here's the thing. If you have infinite money and this works out, what's to stop you from, I don't know, going to LeBron James and being like, Hey, we got a bunch of stadiums. Come draft your own team. We'll let you to quote unquote own one of the teams. Come be the face of a new basketball league. Come be the face of a new hockey league. Let's, let's go get, a bunch of guys from the NHL. We could overpay the NHL easy. We could outbuy the NHL. This is going to change the face of sports. Absolutely. And, and this is where I thought, hey, you know what? So if the PGA Tour becomes the corn fairy of the live, right? Like you, you go ahead and you make your name on the PGA Tour and eventually graduate. That's fine. I'll still watch PGA Tour. I'm, I'm still kind of interested. But fun fact for you guys, there's a good sale on Nike this past weekend. And I use the filter. So I go into golf. And I'm using the filter. By the way, did you notice that the only two athletes listed in golf under the filter are Tiger Woods and Brooks Kepka? Interesting. And last note I'm going to give you guys is the unfortunate thing for Liv right now is that everybody, and I, I wish there was a better term. This is for lack of a better term. Everybody that they've signed is old or broken. Phil, Westwood, Poulter, McDowell, old and washed, don't care. Bryson, Wolf. broken Wolf. wrist. Wolf. Brooks has not really come back. Wolfie, amazing. You know, there's some really good tweets out there about the amazing start to his career. They were talking about him losing that PGA card. So it's just interesting, you know, do we really want to watch that? And, yeah, they're paying more, but, you know, is it a glorified, you know, senior league or glorified has-been league? Right. I mean, uh, look at, not to interrupt, Matt, but look at Pearson Co- uh, Cootie from um, Texas. Just won the national championship, Texas. Just won the main open. I'm getting my little main touch in there on the Corn Ferry Tour. Was offered a buttload, I'm going to say a buttload of money by Liv to go play the Liv events. He said, I never saw myself being an exhibition player. I saw myself being a PGA Tour player and said, no. You're 23 years old, right out of college, and you just turned down hundreds of million dollars just to go play on the PGA tour. Like that's the people that I want to watch. Those are the people that matter and, and all that stuff. And and that's where it's, yeah, it, it does feel like a broken tour. It just feels like the misfit tour really is, is what it is. Like it just, and it's so funny. Why, why would Brooks go knowing that Bryson is there? Bryson went a whole week earlier this is this is just it's 
I don't know. Also, okay. I, have another I have another. This I'm a conspiracy theorist a little bit. Like theories, I'll get into my other theory after because I think it's funny and I saw it also on like. Twitter. Okay, I, I'd like to see. I'd like to see your theory, but this is what I thought. One, when I saw him, like, hey, why are we talking about this at the U.S. Open? Come on, guys, you ruined the new U.S. Open. Like, uh, come on, let's keep the vibes light. I'm like, yeah, he's gone, which was great because I did predict that we'd have one or two Nike guys going over. So we're at two. And I think we still I still think there's a third to come. I don't, I don't see Tommy going. I know that's your yeah. bet. I just don't see him going. He's, he plays too much on DP World Tour, who is in line with PGA Tour to go. And he's not a misfit. You know what I mean? Like he's just. So, it, I mean, even like Carlos Ortiz one win maybe slightly misfit like they also like touted another guy today i was like i've never heard of you in my life you know what i mean like so uh i i don't see tommy personally personally but yeah and tommy was at travelers he played the u.s open and stuff he looks like he just wants to stay here you know he was at travelers too which i thought was interesting because and he played okay made the cut brooks wd'd from travelers because of the news had come out and obviously Wolfie's news came out like a little bit later in the week, but and then the other thing was like Coke rack going full Coke head on it and just <laughs> hitting the ball, like out of bounds and walking off and getting oh, in his car. God. Like, well, but just, this was my again, theory. Disgraceful. How are you growing the game when that's the, your like means, you know, yeah. I don't know. No, no, but this was my, so here's the theory is that just like Batman needs the Joker Brooks needs Bryson to enjoy life and, and maybe it was just hey i get to go out and play that whole storyline out on the live tour and make uh six figures right like i think that's my personal more than six figures geez that's how that's how small my world is guys like i can't even fathom the money the nine digits that they probably got but i think it's like the joker and batman i think in a little bit of the competitive side too by the way he probably he did say no he was on record saying no like a couple times in the past and then you know if i see my rival the guy that I think I'm better than, the guy that I don't think much of, go and pull a hundred million dollars. I'm like, well, you know what? I'm gonna go beat you every week and take my hundred million dollars. Yeah, yeah. So my my final theory that I had teased before we had to break is it's really funny uh, that this has come out around this time, right? All this drama, all these things, right after Netflix got involved. So Netflix announces the new um, documentary series like Drive to Survive with F1. And then all of this drama with Liv comes out, players leaving, players meetings, Rory just getting like FaceTime and dude needs like a break. Like he he has done more for PGA Tour than, than anyone else, including Jay Monahan, you know? So just, just kind of funny, like how again like everything seems scripted sometimes but like none of this drama has ever existed in golf we're gonna do a documentary series oh and guess who the three like main documentary people are uh pga championship it was jt like zalatoris and someone else and i think like maybe even rory's in there fitzpatrick like there's those are the people that have won (laughs) you know like it's quite quite interesting i think even scotty might be on there now like on who is there and uh and what's happening so we'll never know just fishy about it i I don't like thinking like that but like obviously it's just so funny how that kind of like things always tend to line up you know so yeah, I mean, it, it does seem like quite the coincidence, but what isn't a coincidence is that now it's time for a break. We're going to hear from Anchor, we're going to hear from Gumby, and we'll be right back talking Tiger and Tony. And we're back. Man, it feels good to get back into this. I know last week we're off, this week we're back. Next week we're off again. We'll be back for a little British Open, the Open. But we're here now, and... Let's finish with, or we're going to finish with Tony. We're going to finish on a high note. We're going to start with Tiger. During last week, U.S. Open and, and beyond, we saw our first sort of picture of Tiger since we last saw him at, at the PGA Championship emerge. He's out with his family, he's out, I think, at probably Sam's soccer game. Or no, it was actually, first one was 
was Charlie's tournament. Um, and then um, I believe he was in San Diego or Southern Cal earlier this week um, at like Sam soccer tournament game, probably too. So, um, but what we saw was a picture of his leg and we're not to here to speculate on anything and, um, and really like talk badly or anything like that. But like, the dude is more than a warrior. I think when you see that picture, like he won a U.S. Open 2008 at Torrey Pines on one leg, he might be playing golf on one leg right now, like completely. Like it's it's tough when when they say, like sometimes you hear Tiger speak and you don't believe him, like right, like he's just speaking in soliloquies and all that stuff, right? Uh, but when you when he says amputation was on the table, which he has said before, and you look at that leg, goddamn, I think amputation was on the table. Like, which is crazy. And I, and I don't know if you guys saw um, recently Golf Digest did a piece on Casey Martin, uh, Tiger Woods' former teammate and University of Oregon head coach. Casey had actually had, um, he has that rare disease that has affected his uh, muscles and, and everything. Um, he actually fell uh, a year and a half ago or so and hurt his leg and it never recovered and never like got better. So he actually just had it amputated, which is so sad. Um, but if anyone can fight, it's Casey Martin. Um, and so he's learning how to play golf with a uh, prosthetic and it's hard. It's not easy. And, and Casey Martin's like one of the best at, at those things. And so I'm sure Tiger could have figured it out, but we just would have truly never seen Tiger um, the same way that we know him, um, which I think would have been hard for all of us. And it's it's crazy. So um, your guys' thoughts on on this leg, his future, and what we kind of maybe might see at the, at the Open in, in two weeks. Yeah, the, uh, interesting. Our friend of the program, Ryan Mullen, his questions were what our thoughts were about the sleep. And if we think, then Nike will have a shoe ready for him mm-hmm. by the open. So we could, you already we could see t- the picture. Did you already see the picture? No. Oh yeah. He's already, he's still in foot choice. Oh, he's still hitting. 50. Yeah. Literally last week. I saw well, one. maybe they're trying to, maybe they're trying to hold off for a debut at the open or maybe they've, maybe they are going to hold my breath. Cause I will drown. Yeah. I mean, I think we've, we've talked that one into the ground, but yeah, you, you can see it's kind of eye popping, popping. And you know, when the accident happened, like the morning shows, like, like Tiger Woods is big news, right? So like the morning shows would like talk about it. And I remember they had like a doctor on talking about, you know, if the rumors are true, yeah, amputation is on the table and there's going to be some nasty stuff, which makes the master's performance all the more amazing. And it makes all the more sense that look, like if you have to compensate for that leg, you've got a back to take care of, you've got other stuff to take care of, Um, you know, your body compensates for a while. So like I said, hopefully he's taking this time to go back to the lab, figure stuff out. Uh, St. Andrews, the weather might not always be as great as it is in summertime in the U.S., but it is more of a flat course. It's his favorite course. I think maybe he's got maybe a, a better game plan. You know, I, and if anybody can go out there just hitting a few shots that he knows will keep his body comfortable and compete, that's Tiger Woods. And Keith, I, I'm going to let you have the final word on the Tiger Woods topic here. Yeah, it was shocking to see him without the sleeve on there was one other picture months ago where it was like a further out picture of him without the sleeve on but you can't you couldn't really see the leg that much or like his skin or see the different you know with this with this new picture that emerged you know it's it kind of throws you back a little bit like is it worse than I initially thought because I was on the like I was on the bandwagon like he was going to come back and play the masters. I was hundred percent before any of this, like he's going to come back and play the masters. Yeah. You know, then he played with Charlie in December before the masters. And it's like, you know, he's riding in a cart and he's like, okay, he's out walking around. And before that was the chipping video, the three second video. And it's like, so I'm like, Hey, maybe the leg's not that bad, but when you actually see the picture of it and you zoom in, you could definitely see there was some work done to that leg, the leg, the shin, right above the ankle looks looks like it could have been 50 50 are we going to amputate this leg or are we going to you know try to do our best to 
you know, skin graft it, bring it back together, build muscle on, you know, pins and rods. And it's just like, that's him. That's why he is who he is. He's never going to back down from a challenge or even try to overcome it or even trying to overcome showing up at the British Open in a couple weeks. And who the hell knows? Make another cut? Like, he's already made two cuts in both the majors so far. Yeah, he didn't play the U.S. Open, but he's he's already proved that he can do it. It's just it's just shocking to see, you know, and, and just me being a huge Tiger fan, just seeing, like, maybe taking it for granted or think he's maybe overplaying these injuries and stuff, but he's, he's, he's only human still, but it's just like, yeah, I don't know. He's, he's the goat. He's awesome. And he's just going to keep fighting until, until the end. He really is. Do you think that his motivation still lies with Charlie and it is maybe eight to 10 more years, six years until we see, possibly Charlie on tour and he's just like I can play that long and then I can play in an event like with Charlie like think about the Griffies think about you know LeBron, that's what LeBron wants to do right so do you think that that is like a slight motivation as well as like just keep playing like I mean I, I think that with his game he could win on a senior tour event like every oh, yeah he could be the new Bernhard Langer just take down every single senior event even on one leg you know um but i, I don't know because because otherwise why still play right like other than i think golf makes him happy i don't think he knows anything really else than golf but he's done so much in his career outside of golf too with his foundation and pop stroke and um his courses like why like i i feel like there is some sort of like ulterior motive that is like keep playing just keep slowly getting better and and keep seeing what happens and i don't think it's 18 and i don't think it's 83 you know what i mean like i i don't know you know it might be maybe 83 is maybe that is the motivation but i don't know matt your thoughts yeah that's an interesting one because we always want athletes to leave at their peak. We want them to leave at their top, but that's in team sports. Like, you know, Brady winning a Super Bowl, Jordan hitting the last shot. Golf isn't like that. Golf does have a senior tour, but Jack never really like he played, but he didn't like dedicate himself to it. Um, hate to bring this guy up. Greg Norman never really had an interest in it, despite how great he was. He never really had an interest in the senior tour. And, and I kind of see why a guy like Tiger isn't interested in in the senior tour and things like that and then staying on tour i guess here's the thing tiger will always get a sponsor's exemption to any event so i don't think it's a matter of him like like at, for at first like when he first came back uh first came back how many times has he had to have make a comeback <laughs> i mean this guy's been through so much but you know the one where he started winning and and before the major right like for him it was about reps and having to play and and getting into it so he was it was really nice for all of us because he was playing so much before this most recent accident. And now he's here and is Charlie motivated? Like Charlie might still be, how old is he? It's like 13. 13. Which is why I said like six to eight to 10 is, it's really like, like we don't know if Charlie will be good enough. He's very good, but like PGA tour is still a different level of good. Right. Like, so. Yeah. I think here's the thing. If Charlie makes it, all Tiger has to do is pick up the phone and say, "No, and I exemption, know. right? He'll he'll get in." And is it is it eighty three? Maybe. Is I it, think eighty three is a big is a is a lot bigger number to him than eighteen is. I don't think eighteen. I think eighteen was a thing, but I think once he got that Masters, he was like, whatever, you know, like, and he did it. He came back, but eighty three is like just pop one more off, like. I can go play a, right. Like it's, and I think like Jack was obviously his, his, has always his like thing, but I think Sneed became more one. And so um, I think 83 is really the big one. Like if he can just pop one more off, 
and now he's going to have, you know, he's going to have tougher fields, but also lighter fields in a sense of like no DJ, no Brooks. Like, I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just like a, he has nothing left to prove to us other than just like making us happy to like see him playing golf, you know, like, and that's just the hardest part of it all because you're like, does it make us happy or does it make us sad seeing him golf? You know, and that's why I hem and haw because dudes like Tiger Woods are built different than us mentally, right? Like the motivation and it's hard to think where his headspace is because Terminator Tiger, when he came back, you know, it was a different tiger. He's friendly tiger. He's right. talking to everybody. He's not staring people down. And, you know, he still found a way to win and come through in a major from behind without that intimidation factor. You know, he's, he's everybody's hero and all that stuff. So, you know, how does the reinvention look? And is the reinvention going to get him one more victory? Is the reinvention going to get him four more majors? I, I, I think that's realistically out of reach uh, as of right now. Geez. Okay, that's it. He's gonna take that recording and he's gonna play it nonstop. He's gonna <laughs> JT's win. JT's gonna JT's gonna play it for him because apparently JT listens to our podcast now because Matt tweeted at him. That's right. He was, <laughs> he was looking. Uh, JT, hope your back gets better, bro. Um, you know, so yeah, eighty three is a much more realistic number for him. What motivates him, I think, is greatness. Period. Greatness, and I think part of him was motivated on these two majors because it would have been realistic. Let's 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 keep it a buck. It would have been realistic if he said, "Let's take another year off." I still need to get this right. leg right. The fact right. that he played is pretty impressive. So who's to well, say next year, this thing doesn't feel all the way better that he hasn't figured it out. Like I'm not putting anything, like I'm not going to put 18 out of reach. I'm just saying 83 is the more realistic number to, to right. hit. Well, and I think it's, it, it's also interesting on, on what majors there were this year that if it was not St. Andrews, Southern Hills and the Mass, and obviously Augusta, you, you probably see him take time off, but he's won at Southern Hills. He's won at, at St. Andrews. He's obviously won at Augusta. Like he knows those places and that's where he feels like he can win. I mean, he's won a lot of other places too. So maybe that's well, like, you're never not going to find that, but I don't know. Like, I think that also plays into it a bit. Yeah. I think his kids are his number one motivators right now. Yeah. And I think Charlie's playing a big part of that. And so is Sam. And I think Tiger's doing the same thing for his kids. They're, they just, they're feeding off each other. Like Sam's probably talking to his dad and it's just like, dad, I want to see what you can do. And, and Tiger's giving it right back to him too. He's like, this is what you have to do to get to this level kind right. of thing. And same right. thing with Sam, you know, she's probably an awesome soccer player. Um, so yeah. I'm, I'm curious. I, and not that I do. Not that I like talking about like someone's kids because it's their yeah. private life and all that. And like, right. I, I think people ask about like tracking Charlie's like tournaments, like, dude, no, like no. he's a kid, you know, like, and, and, but also the video I saw of who he was playing against did not look like a kid. That dude looked like a man, <laughs> like, good, <laughs> woo, good for you, dude. Um, but like, like, it'd be interesting to see, like, Sam's getting to that age where she's going to have to make a college decision soon. Like, I want to see her go play at, like, Stanford and, and play so- women's soccer and see what happens. Like, if she's good and she's going to all these tournaments, like, will we see her in on the women's national team? Because that would be sick. Like, that would be so cool if that literally just, like, Tiger pushed her the proper way because we know that Tiger was pushed – an unproper way in a sense. Um, and so then same thing with Charlie, like he gets up there and he plays PGA tour golf, like would be awesome. Like if, if that's what they want to do and he supports that and they learn from like his motivation and work ethic and it wasn't like forced, then like, they'd be really, really cool to see that that like lineage of greatness could possibly like continue on, you know? So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So last topic of the night. Speaking of lineage of greatness. Lineage of greatness. Tony Finau still has a Nike Fly Pro 3-iron graphite shaft in there. The ADD impact still there. Tons of lead tape. Golf works. Golf WRX. Sorry, guys. Broke the story. They say, yep, it's still in the bag. They quote tweeted, Tony Finau Golf is still going strong with the at Nike Golf Vaporfly Pro 3-iron, which sells for ridiculous money on eBay. I want to talk about that. And our full story is over on golfworks.com. And then Andre Iguodala 
Nick Spears spirit uh, guide, <laughs> you know, Illinois supposed to be a friend Arizona of the channel. Like he was, we last year there was talks that he might come on the pod. Nick talks to a lot of people. I just don't know yeah. who talks back. Yeah, I said it exactly. <laughs> All right. So anyway, I'll put that out there, Nick. Um, yeah, but Andre came back and even said, I got the whole set, including the two iron. I've talked about, and Nick, I'm going to throw you your flowers. How great you are with the Vaporfly Pro 2 iron. Keith, you got it. We're going to change, we're going to tweak this topic a little bit. We'll talk about how great it is that the Fly Pro is still in play after all these years. And what is a Nike club? What was the last Nike club to come out of our bag? Gumby, we kind of know the answer because they just came out this year for you. <laughs> and what is one Nike club you wish they would come back with? Keith, I'm going to kick it to you. All right. I've been slowly moving clubs out. This is my second year. I know we still have to do like kind of like what's in the bag stuff. And it's heartbreaking when you take Nike clubs out. And I have been. Um, um, I still have my Nike Method Putter original in the bag. Um, but my last clubs that I took out were my irons two years ago. Were my um, Vapor, Ply, Vapor Fly Pro, no, Vapor Pro irons, the blades. Um, those are the ones I just took out. Um, I switched to all tailor-made stuff, except for my driver and three wood and my wedges are Titleist as well. Um, and I still have my Nike putter in the bag, but one of my favorite clubs that I've ever had as a Nike, all the irons are kind of the same, but my, I kind of love all of our different designs of drivers that we came out with. And my favorite club, this is out of any club, out of putters, wedges, anything like that, was the original Sasquatch. It was my favorite club. And I have it downstairs in my basement or still to this day. The, the half moon, the big bow on the back, the gray big bow on the back, the head looked humongous. Um, but we, I don't, we were never afraid to go outside the box with our stuff you know, that we made. And it was just the older generation was just never up to par with it. Even all of our stuff was good. It was good. Yeah. It was future technology that you see right now in the clubs. Hello. Like, and guess what? These guys all have it in the bag and they're winning and they're playing with it. So um, were we too ahead of our time? I'm not going to say no to that because I think we were just trying to, we were trying to evolve the game and get more people to play the game, which all these guys are trying to do. Um, so my Nike Sasquatch downstairs, I still rip it once in a while in the net to hear that ping sound, baseball <laughs> bat sound. Um, but yeah, last clubs out of the bag were my Nike pros, Vapor pros, and I miss my Sasquatch. Matt, what about you? All right. So, I well technically the last one would be the roars because I brought the roars out. I bring it out every every April for 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 method month because then we do method month in April. So every April I rotate my putters, guys. Um, you know I just have I have my go to my gamer, but I save that for peak season, which is right now. And it's kind of like this Jeff Ogilvy. Like Jeff Jeff Ogilvy used to have like four to five different putters, and he would just rotate to kind of keep it fresh. In the fall. I moved to, I have a, uh, out of the oven, shout out to the guy who helped me out with this one. Uh, I'll just call him Dre. And it wasn't Andre Iguodala. So no, it wasn't, <laughs> but, uh, he got me a slant neck, um, method core. I, I, I hate to describe it as a spider looking. It was like that spider shape, but it had like a very short slant neck. Uh, and it, Somebody, and I don't know if they wrote it at the oven or if this person wrote it, but they nicknamed it stubby because it had the very short neck on it. It was like the first time you had like one of those big mallet heads with toe hang. So I, ahead of its time, because now you see that all over the place. So that absolutely one of my favorite clubs. But if, if I had to go with it, uh, Keith, the club that started it all for me is Nike's Sasquatch, the SQ Tour. I went into a Dick's. My big berth of 454 had broken. I just picked up golf and I bought it used with an Ola Envy shaft. And man, I hit that thing so well. And hit it for so long. And that's the thing that made me fall in love with Nike golf and realized that other people, because I was new to golf, I was not brainwashed. I didn't grow up with golf. I wasn't brainwashed to like love these, you know, legacy brands and all this stuff that, you know, oh, my head pro plays it. So I got to play it. 
No, I, I picked it up with the rack. I hit it. I loved it. And I played it for a very long time. And that's what made me fall in love with Nike golf. Cause I was like, they're making legitimate good clubs. And uh, I'm going to pass it to Mr. Gumby, but I have a follow-up question that comes from one of our listeners on this. So Gumby, uh, don't, don't run off after you give us your answer here and we'll go to the question, but wh- what do you got there? What do you, what do you rotate? I just, son? I was, I was picked up my, I have my putters like hanging on the wall over here. So this is my origin. And then I've got, my mod, my gamer is my 004, so that's what I'm like rocking still. I literally putted lights out this past week, so it's like, okay, the 004 is not going anywhere um, for a while. Um, I Yeah, obviously I just switched over. It's obviously tough because it's a tough look because I just switched over and then I shot my like my one of my lower rounds like ever, 76, and, and broke under par for nine so i immediately thanked taylor made you know for all this stuff i mean it's, it's you got nice fit. You but got like fit. you got newer stuff yeah right? and it's kind of interesting too because like technology just advances right like there were days i think about this one course that i play for league there were days that i couldn't cross this little like ravine um river when we first started with a driver like could not cross it like uh, would hit such a spinny, crappy, like, ball that wouldn't go less than, you know, it's only, like, 175 to carry, but I couldn't even do that. And now I can't hit driver on that hole. I can't even hit three-wood or, or barely hybrid now because it's just going too far, you know? And it's, like, either my, my game changed a little bit, but, like, there's times where I hit this driver, I hit a club, and I'm just, like, damn, I hit it that far? Like, Keith was with me and I was literally set on one hole on 14 at, at my club and was like, I've never been down here. I haven't played it a whole lot, but I've never been down. This is the longest that I've hit on this hole. I was in the exact same spot this past weekend, Keith, and the exact same thing. I stuck it to like five feet. Like it was great, you know? So it's like, okay, I, I know the, the play there, but um, yeah, it's just tough. Uh, for my like club that I bring back though, like, I still have it. I still love it. It's that that Volt Vapor Speed driver. Like I felt so cool coming up to the tee box with like this Volt driver. Like I I don't and I love the look of it. Like I know that's so weird for people to like look down and see like, I mean, obviously we had a red crown, we had a blue crown, like, but to see that volt crown, like, I love that thing. And it was great. And other than that, like I had an SQ three wood. That was like one of my first clubs that I like upgraded to. And that thing stayed in the bag for a very, very long time. Um, until like I won like a free vapor speed three wood. So I was like, okay, cool. Um, but like, other than that, like, yeah and my three wood has always been like a weapon for me and it's i'm kind of it's kind of weird because the three wood from taylor may is probably my like not worst club but it's i'm not good with it out of the fairway as i have been with my other three woods in the past i'm great with it off the tee but not in the but on the fairway and so it's kind of it's kind of interesting because that might actually come out of the bag for like a little bit and go back to the the nike there um so, yeah, I don't know. I'm still going to rock my, my my putter, and I think that will never really change. I've got four. They're all different, and I know that I can – they all have different uses, but the 04 with a little, like, gooseneck, like, little, like, um, simple curve bend for the whole all one is just, like, man, it just fits me. And it's got Volt paint fill, so I bring a little bit of that Volt back, and it's just – just good feelings. Volt is just a good color for me. I think. I think Keith had a good, uh, good shout out on the materials. We had good designs later on. I think the thing like the SQ, those first drivers had beta TI. That's like a certain type of titanium, and they never went back to that material, and it just felt so good. All right, so here's the follow up question to the topic, but I do want to shout out some people who sent us some questions. Uh, Rhea Eakin. Again, awesome name. Isn't it time Nike dusts off some classic TW silhouettes and give us the retros we want? We've talked about that in the podcast. How awesome would it be if he shows up to St. Andrews? Like when Jordan won, he, he wore those shoes that like hurt his feet because they were like one size too small and he drops the double nickel in the garden. That's what we need at St. Andrews. Okay. Drop a double nickel tire 
at St. Andrews, shoot the 55 and so, some old T-dubs. All right, uh, PC Skywalker saying thanks for the shout-out about the Dusty 12s. Thanks for backing us up, Skywalker. All right, because we've gotten some hate about the Dusty 12s. Keep coming with that awesome content. Thank you, and thank you for listening. We appreciate that. Here's the follow-up question. So we've talked about the clubs we love. One of the clubs I've absolutely loved and would bring back are the VR wedges famously made. Like, man, were the wedges so good so many years, but especially before the groove rule changed. Like, goodness gracious. Before those the groove were, rule changes, they were immaculate. Yeah, and gorgeous because they had that satin finish, and then they kept going to raw stuff and all that. But um, And I'm going to spell this out to give you proper credit because I don't know how to pronounce this. L-E-L underscore C-U-C-U-Y 72 asks, Thoughts on getting clubs refinished and adding custom ferals, which is a great topic because we're hoping to have the tour van on Ben Yunto. I hope you come on buddy, uh, get you on here soon in one of these episodes, follow the tour van. If you want to see a former Nike tour van guy, uh, doing some excellent work, would you guys get any of those wedges or irons refinished and maybe throw some custom ferals or are you guys kind of good with, you know, the stock offerings that are out there, as you said, technology advances, how are you feeling about that? Some of those are really good. Like, I think I just saw one that were like, like black with like white outlined and they look good. And sometimes they're like more of like that, like copper finish. Some are really good. Some are really like, even those black ones with the white outline that I just saw recently was like, I don't like it. Like, it feels like a, if I was a fan of Star Wars, and I am, but I'm not like exactly a what I was gonna say. fan of Star Wars, like, those would be, like, amazing. But they got that, like, Star Wars kind of, like, Stormtrooper, but they're not white, like, feel. Like, I'm like it's almost like the um, uh, the Darksaber, like, kind of feel. Like, again, I'm enough of the Star Wars know stuff, but not, like, to, like, have stuff. I just so, finished Obi-Wan, so yeah. I, I get your feels. You know, it's, it's so it's one of those things where, like, I, I think they would would be great. And then there's some great people that do some really good custom stuff and refurbishing and obviously like club champions, like a good stuff like that. And there's some others, but um, I don't know. Like I, I truly would love to see mine, like go back with like, with like um, paint fill, you know, with just like the Volt paint fill that's like refinished that way. But also People have taken our the Vapor Pros and turned them into the MM Protos, like by just taking off of the the shielding and some other stuff. And like, that's really nice too. But that also affects the weight change on things too. Like people pop off that back shield on the Vapors to make them like a Proto, the MM Proto, and that's like you don't realize you're changing the like dynamics and feel and weight balance of those by just like ripping out that that shield plate you know so um yeah I, I ferals are cool but again like i'm a simple like the bag the accessories are more my style not the clubs like i even had a hard time going to black and white mc4s with like a with a red align because i liked just having black or like one color like grip for a while um now i love the black and white because i think it fits and i have a black bag for fall and spring and i have a white bag for summer so like um it kind of works perfectly and now i'm all i'll have the align which is nice uh but yeah ferrules kind of like they're a great way to add style but i haven't found one that i like love because there's so many different like color combos that i like i don't know what i would go with like i like the jaguars i like cues like i like this but like I don't know if I want to look at that, like down on that. And so I'm just, you know, I'm not sure. This is a great topic because I think about this all the time because my original blades that are downstairs and Nike blades are, you know, they're just clean cut. And I'm always like, do I want to get these refinished to what they looked like originally? Or if I do that, they're not going to, I'm not going to say they're not going to lose their value or anything like that, but it's just like, they're the original blades. It's like, do I even touch them? Right. So it's cool that we're talking about this topic because I'm always like seeing these, you know, we follow these club makers that, you know, are refinishing clubs. Do I take like another set of mine just to see how they would come out and just, and do it and do something like that. But so I'm going to say if Nike could come out with a retro, it would be the original blades for me. And I would definitely get those 
in two seconds, even if they cost $5,000, I would probably get them. Wow. Yeah. So I would I, have the originals and I would have the, the retro, but they would look brand freaking new. So, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. When I think about it too, it's like, as I've moved on to like other things, uh, I did do a set of Callaway Apex Pros with, I picked out three ferrules that I liked and I got three Iomic grips in different colors and I rotated it because you pull out one iron at a time. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll have a red grip this time, a green grip this time, you know, and I kind of did that and I loved it. And it kind of was fun because nobody ever like really looks at your irons all at once, like all together, right? So kind of going crazy like that. I do notice how creatives, you guys tend to like to dress all in black, just have a black golf bag. I have two different hybrid bags that I rotate between. I, I just can't make a decision. I can't commit. That's why uh, doing something custom like that. I admire people who have a theme and a vision and they go for it. Um, shout out to Blake Sledge. Just threw out some awesome custom Jordan ones. Uh, the oh, custom stuff. Looking those, good, Blake. Those Tiffany's, yeah. those Tiffany's. Oh, goodness. I know, I know, uh, but he's still not taking our orders. So um, thank you, but no, thank you, Blake. Anyways, on that, so he's uh, a busy I, man. He's a busy he man. A hey, he might have a custom pair for us though soon, so you never know. Yeah, so he is a busy man. We are kind of busy ourselves. We're gonna head out to the end of this show. So we did want to thank you all, and then I did have like a good outro topic to ask you guys. Oh yeah, that's right. John Deere's happening. Sorry, T Sloan. We're not going to do a whole thing about John Deere and all that <laughs> stuff. Apologies to you and Nick. And sorry, I wasn't able to play with you guys a couple of weeks ago. John Deere's really awesome. I'm taking Camp Champ. Keith is taking Jason Day, and Gumby's taking Doug Gim. Well, I've decided that this is for against the team. my will. This is against my will. <laughs> Well, Last okay. chance to change it, but then I'm going to kick it to the fellas. Uh, take us home, Gumby. Uh, yeah, I think this is uh, – it's good to get back at it. We are excited for um, the open week, so we'll have a preview episode to come out with that, with the drops. Uh, July 1 drop, always stay tuned on that. July 4th, so rock your lobster stuff. It's a great little shooter rock. Uh, Keith did rock that at Beth Page. Man, that looked good. His fit was on point. Um, I will be rocking mine in my red, white, and blue tournament. I think that I'm playing in on the 4th of July as well. So I did get them. Thank you, Golf Walker. Um, so, yeah, I, this has been fun, guys. Get back at it. Again, summertime it might be a little bit more sporadic, so bear with us. But we do appreciate your input. Thank you for jumping on, on Instagram and giving us some topics to talk about. We love when we can interact with you guys uh, on on all that stuff. And yeah, we'll just get back into it. <laughs> Interesting to watch live this week. We'll see what happens. Pumpkin Ridge. Are you going to watch it? I don't know. But Pumpkin Ridge is like a cool event because I, I know. know that's where all the Nike guys play. Like all the Nike like employees golf league is there. And so and our guys fly over band. campus from the blimp or something. They have a blimp. I know. I was like, I, I'm really curious to see how this plays out. And like where those like lower level live players have dropped off to, like where they got relegated to, because it's still 48 people, but they've added a bunch more. So, and then obviously they have to draw for teams and all that stuff. So um, yeah, it will be an interesting week. Uh, play some more golf guys. Keep playing well. Keep having, I know Matt, we didn't even talk about your golf game, but you said you're playing well, which is yeah, great. You're playing well. So yeah, um, yeah, let's not talk about it. Let's not jinx anything. Let's not jinx anything. <laughs> Just be keep going, being machine. Keep don't slip it on summer for everybody out there. Enjoy bring the chase. Days, the bring those good old days of Nike back and and truly take advantage of it because there's no better time to play. Get out in the early, play 36. I've, I've always had the goal to do the summer solstice at Bandon. Not sure if I'll ever get out there, but one time. And if not that, then maybe the hundred holes like hike. Um, and let's, we can maybe like maybe one year we'll get all get together and we'll do a hundred holes together and we'll raise a bunch of money for charity and stuff like that. But I also looked at it and it's like, you have to minimally raise like 15 grand. <laughs> I was like, I don't know enough people to raise 15 grand. <laughs> so I'm not sure, but it's always for a good cause. And uh Reminder, become a supporter of the podcast. Anchor.fm backslash truth life podcast slash support. Super helpful, super great. Uh, we love you guys. Thanks for listening. Tune into the next one. Episode 35 in the books. 35. We got 35 of these bad boys. 20 this year alone. 
well done gents and uh, yeah and, uh, and unlike kd we're not asking for a trade we're not asking for a trade so i've been coming that's been matt and keith we'll see you in the next one bye thanks for listening to today's episode make sure to go follow us on instagram at the swoosh life podcast to stay up to date on all things swoosh and if you have any questions, comments, or business inquiries, please email us at the Swoosh Life Podcast at gmail.com. And lastly, give us a follow or review and become a supporter of the podcast at anchor.fm backslash the Swoosh Life backslash support. Thank you all for listening. See you in the next one. Checks over stripes, yeah. That's what I like. Yeah. That's what we like. Yeah. 